What's up, everybody? It's Mark Barton, and welcome back to the second episode of the Swamp and Stomp Florida Hunting Podcast. I know it's been a while since we released our first one. Uh, we really had intention to do this sort of on a weekly basis, but it's just been really busy. So we apologize for that. Um, but here it is, the second podcast, and um, we have we have a, a new plan, um, and I think we're going to be able to keep up with it a little bit better now. Um, so make sure you follow the podcast or subscribe or whatever they call it on the app that you're using to listen to this um, and stay tuned for more podcasts. In this episode, um, we, so me, uh, John, Mug, and one of our Patreon members um, were hanging out at hunt camp after having just finished our uh, Patreon hunt. Um, and we were just chit-chatting about uh, how the deer season went, uh, just our hunting season in general, some of the lessons that we learned, um, and the conversation went uh, to some pretty cool places. I think there's uh, some interesting information in there for for Florida hunters or just hunters in general um, that are trying to learn um, some new tactics and and things to pay attention to when they're in the woods. before we get into it, um, if you guys are looking to save any money on hunting gear, if you're trying to get into saddle hunting, um, you can get 10% off of wood hunting saddles on their website or in our merch store using the code SNS10. Um, or if you want to get into a hybrid saddle, the JX3 Outdoors Hybrid, um, you can get that and get uh, about $20 off um, using the code SNS22. Um, if you're looking for a mapping app that is uh, um, honestly one of the best, it, it has incredible um, resolution on on its um, satellite images. Um, the Hunt Stand app, you can get 10% off um, by using the code SWAMPSTOMP10, all caps. Um, there is actually, if you go to our um, to the description of this podcast, you'll you'll find a link there. Um, you can just click that um, and and log in through that. Make sure that you use the code on the website, not through the app, because otherwise it will not register that code and you won't get your ten percent off. Um, and if you're looking to get any merch, uh, Swamp and Stomp merch, or our High Pine camo, you can find all of that at our website, which is swampandstompllc.com. Without further ado, let's get into this podcast. All right, so we're like, uh, we're recording. <laughs> we're live? We're live. Well, I mean, you know, not live, but I mean, we're recording, but we're, we're, um, we are recording. We are indeed recording. So um, I guess uh, we should start out by saying uh, we apologize to everybody that started listening to our podcast like last year, and, and we just really never found the time to do more podcasts. Um, it's been a crazy season for us, and uh, so we, we just really didn't find the time, and we're trying to find more time for that now. So we are sitting here um, at camp. Um, we just finished our Patreon hunt. We went snipe hunting. Um, the Patreons just left, and uh, well, I guess we got one of our Patreons here. I say, so so we, we can go around the table real quick and just uh, everybody kind of introduce themselves. Um, so obviously, I think you guys probably recognize my voice if you watch our YouTube channel, but I am Mark, and uh, I am one of the founders of Swamp and Stomp, and uh, I don't really know what else to say about myself, but um, 
I like to hunt deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, so I'm John. You guys have probably seen a few of my videos now if you're paying attention to Swamp and Stomp. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, I have no idea. I, I don't know what to say either. All right, we'll just go around and, and say our names. So we got Mug over here. What's going on, y'all? You didn't see anything on the channel from me this year because, uh, <laughs> And we're going to talk it, about it that. It just did not happen, <laughs> no matter how hard I tried. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Season oh, recap. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, and so who's who's this guy over here? Anyways, I'm Judson, Patreon, uh, new to the hunt, but uh know one of the guys in here for a minute. When you say new to the hunt, what exactly does that mean? Uh, new in this uh, group. So, uh, so, so how long have you been hunting? Uh, a few years now. Yeah? Yeah. But, Actively so you, hunting a few years. Okay. Hunting uh, five, six years. Okay, but, cool. So, so I was actually under the impression that you, you hadn't been hunting that long and that yeah. Mug had, had sort of been taking you out for He's the first time down here, season. definitely new to it. I've never hunted, never done nothing down in Florida. So definitely new. Well, that's cool because we'll kind of get a, a perspective from a relatively new Florida hunter. And, yeah. and I think a lot of our followers are relatively new Florida hunters. So, um, so that's cool. Um, so I, I think, um, well, what do you guys want to talk about? We can talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I got I got a couple things. Uh, before we dive in, do you want? Should we just talk a little bit about what we did today with the Patreons? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we should go ahead. I think. Uh, yeah, I think well, I think we had a good hunt. There's a um, lot of a lot of walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. I, I, I've, I've repeated this like several times today, but my watch says that we did. 22,600 steps and I've burned 5,176 calories today. <laughs> um, seven to seven or seven to six, whatever sundown yeah. was. So, so basically sure. the goal was, uh, you know, we did, we did a Patreon hunt. You weren't here for this one. You weren't a Patreon yeah. at the time, but we did one a while ago where we were trying to kill hogs. <clears throat> and, uh, well, it, those of you who, who hunt, you know, large, you know, big game, it, it can be difficult and, and it's, your success rate can be pretty low, especially here in Florida. So we want to do something fun that, you know, our yeah. Patreons would have some success with. So we came out here to do a snipe hunt, and this is the last weekend of snipe season. Which, if nothing else, uh, any of you that hunt birds out there would know that, you know, if nothing else, you pretty much get a chance to fire. And it, that's half the fun. It doesn't just mean you're going to hit them. Get no. at least one opportunity. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's half the sure. fun, though, is just, you know, shooting the gun. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and so we got out and, like, there was a couple spots out here I'd, I'd seen snipe in before, and the morning started out kind of slow. Um, I mean, know, we got a few, but... We, we, we got a few. Yeah. Um, and then we started kind of bouncing around trying to find spots where they were, you know, holed up, and there was a bunch of them, and it was difficult. Uh, but eventually, we got into some honey holes, and yeah. we ended up killing quite a few birds. So, um, I think everybody had a pretty good yeah. time. That yeah, was it was sure. it was cool, you know, working as a team. It made it a little challenging uh, with more people. I think oh, you definitely. and I you and I talked a little bit before this. Yeah. Just it was uh, as as one or two people, you could be far more effective. But it, unless you really get the whole crew to just stay in line and yeah. form, and that's a little challenging, especially with newer hunters. But we we made it happen. Yeah, well, the yeah, contour like, of the swamps that you usually try to skirt, so you gotta keep yeah. moving and pivoting. <laughs> you're not you're not walking across just like a big field. It's like no. you're you're going around the edges of you know, yeah. like uh, 
cypress swamps and stuff like that and like you know um so it was definitely difficult to keep that straight line and that was honestly like the biggest problem we ran into is a lot of times we'd kick up a bird like flush them and then i'd want to swing on it and i'd look over in the direction it was going and there would be people and i you know can't swing in the direction of a person and it was fine when one bird two birds jump up but then when you get into crazy stuff I mean we had birds yeah. jumping up it was either, left and right either yeah. that or if one person was a little ahead and they, they flushed the bird it was too far for anybody else to shoot yeah. um yeah so I mean it definitely has it's challenges but I mean I think if we had shot yeah. every bird that we actually flushed today we, we would have limited we, for sure every every one of us oh, yeah. would have limited I think we had for sure I mean there's probably like a hundred we, we, we could have easily shot a hundred birds if we actually you know we're in formation the way we're supposed to be but either way it was a good time i think i think the patreons had a good time we got to cook up some snipe uh everybody was pretty impressed with how uh, tasty those birds oh yeah don't forget the hog now snipe poppers don't forget the hog now the hog oh Oh, yeah yeah. well that that was that was so yeah for sure oh yeah that's right and michelle (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) sorry we didn't have michelle introduce herself introduce michelle Oh. And sorry, sorry for this microphone noise that we got going on. Maybe we can just set that up so it's kind of in between you guys yeah. a little bit, and I can adjust the volume just a little bit if I need to. Hey guys, hey, my name's on, Michelle. On, on. Put these on. It's a pretty sensitive microphone. You don't have to yell. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear yourself this way. Oh, so. wow. yeah. Hello. Yeah. I'm John's wife. I had a great time today. Shot my first squirrel. Feel like I'm a part of the pack now. <laughs> I had a great experience out there shooting some snipe. Well, I didn't probably shoot any, but maybe you definitely I clipped. Shot some. Yeah, I think I clipped one. I no, was pretty you, proud I, of myself. I definitely saw you smoke. Uh, but it was pretty awesome. And uh, to all the women out there, you can do it. Get out there, have fun. It helps if you have a pretty little shotgun of your own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a great husband to kind of yeah. carry me along the way. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, Danny, for uh, shuttling you along on his four-wheeler. Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah, everybody, I think I think everybody harvested something today. So that was yep. uh, that was a good time. So if you are interested in, uh, in coming out on our Patreon hunts in the future, um, all you got to do is become one of our Patreon members. We have different tiers. Um, you know, that cost different amounts. Um, we, we try and put together events for our Patreons throughout the year, and, and we've actually got some cool ideas for this coming season. So if you want to, if you want to get in on that, you can just go to swampandstomp.com, or sorry, patreon.com slash swampandstomp. Uh, we'd really appreciate the support. Um, so yeah, anyway, so that was, that was a summary on that. I think now we should dive into some deer stuff because we have had a heck of a season. Um, well, most of us. A couple of us had a good season Sorry, this year. Sorry, Mug. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I think Mug learned some lessons, and that's what it's all about. You know, when you get out there, Mm-mm. you didn't learn any lessons? Nope. I, 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 didn't, I changed uh, up so many different times that it was not working, and well, nothing worked. See, I, I mean, think, maybe, maybe there's a lesson in that, though. I think I learned something every time I go to the woods. <laughs> every time I think I learned something. Yeah, I agree. Even when you're successful or when you're not successful, there's a lesson to be learned. I would, I'd I would like say to, I learned a new sign. You know, picking up sign. But I'd like not to as far as congratulate Mark on his uh, his first archery buck this year. I appreciate and that. Not only one, but, dose. but two. 
Within and, uh, six days. Yeah. <laughs> Two bucks in six days. I, um, I couldn't believe it. Which, it was which, is, which was awesome. He, uh, yeah. he made it all come together this year. And, and, and the, that second one. Oh, it's getting a little windy. I think hey, we're going to get some rain here a little, little bit. bit. Not too bad. But, um, cool it down. That second <laughs> yeah. buck is also the biggest buck I've ever killed. So that was pretty yeah. exciting. Which is awesome. And we, we can get a little bit into that. But I think, I think something that uh, our listeners probably appreciate you know um especially here in florida like people are always telling us like it's so different um hunting in florida that people just really want to learn you know the ways to hunt florida the ways we approach it and um so any lessons that we've learned i think people would like to hear about that so john do you want to jump in you said you learned a couple things this season What, what did you learn well i think I think I've I've learned to trust, and, and this is this is this is a little hard. I don't. It's not necessarily a lesson per se. Um, I trust my instincts as far as uh, not necessarily instincts. I, I trust my experience. I, particularly in just like spot picking. I, I I've decided that I I personally like to either hunt only pinch points or something with a hard edge uh that i sit on the edge of and when i say a hard edge something thicker cypress um you know a a, a thicket of cabbage palms or 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 oaks but i I don't like to be up in the thick stuff i've I've never have um mug loves loves that stuff he does uh and and i'm not saying you can't be productive i just i struggle with with uh with my scent when you get in like a hammock or something like yep. that, it, the wind just never seems to be consistent in there. And I think that's just a Florida thing too. I, like, it's yeah. not just a Florida thing. Up north, they deal with it different with elevation, but um, I, I think it is a specifically a Florida thing because you know you go into some of these oak heads or, or even the swamp sometimes, and you know you find a lot of sign and you find all this stuff and you're like man i want to hunt here just a mega game trail i got buck rubs everywhere and and you're like i need to be right here and it just never has panned out for me um and i tried it a couple times last year and it didn't work out for me and um, i mean i've had the same experience like hunting in oak hammocks and stuff it looks great the deer definitely like being you put up cameras you see them in there but when you sit it you know they, they get somewhere close and, and the doe start blowing or or yeah. the buck just does like a half circle around you and you're like man yeah. this 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 guy smelled me <laughs> yeah. um in and the so, shade you have a lot of thermals that just fluctuate too so so, so I, I just have gone to yeah. you know sticking to my guns on on either you know trying to find my my pinch point where i know i've got activity you know whether it's game cameras or i've seen it and 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 ride somewhere that i've got you know or sit somewhere that i have like i said a hard edge not that the animals won't move in the thick stuff because they will um but i think on a general basis for me i've noticed path of least resistance seems to work i'm just blocking oh okay you're trying to tell me something yeah so that, that i think that's like the lesson i think i took away from this year that, that was productive for me um and I, I also, I mean, I pretty much only hunted, I only hunted archery this year. I didn't, I didn't get to hunt a whole lot. I was pretty successful for not hunting a lot. How many deer did you kill this year? Two, and I hunted three times. Three week, three, three day weekends. 
Yeah, Mugs over here like, ah, 175 times. <laughs> um, Drove to Ohio, hunted like 26 oh days in Ohio. Yeah. 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 Shut up. <laughs> no, we'll get to that. Look, I'll get to that I could have killed, okay, I could have uh, killed. You could have killed things, but we'll, we'll that. get to that in a minute. But so, so John, uh, and, and both of the bucks that you killed were like nice bucks. They were good bucks. Uh, I, the first one... Um, was nice because you know it, it was especially it was for the area that we were in. zone A opener and that, you know, that was a mature buck yeah oh yeah that thing was like uh, five five yeah. plus years old it wasn't huge but it was a nice mature buck I was plenty happy to harvest it I, I, it was a good buck I'm not trying to play downplay it I just yeah. um, you know the, you you know any of us any of the guys listening from up north they probably would look at it and be like oh that's <laughs> not nothing but but knowing what it really is you know for the area that that's good buck oh yeah 100 percent. yeah age um, age class and then the last one you know i finished up late season so uh, which you guys won't actually see till next season but yeah yeah we're gonna put that up uh, as the season gets started next season so i want to i want to hear um since we haven't put up that second buck yet i want to i want to hear about that first buck a little bit because if people watch the video um it's kind of piecemeal because you were still setting up and you know like i mean you hadn't been up there for very long when that buck showed up and so kind of walk us through how that went i know that uh well so if you watch the video you knew that you know uh we i got a little screwed up me and the other guy uh well actually evan yeah we were Mm -hmm. um kind of mentoring and he uh i i I put i put like four people in a tree stand you know friends and stuff that i had done scouting and i'm like you guys sit here and i'm like i'm gonna go to this other spot all the best spots well yeah yeah Yeah, my cousin definitely smoked a buck in the morning and the rest of them saw deer um and then i tried to go to this other spot and it was just loaded with people Literally, a guy climbed out of his tree stand and came and met us in a field and was like, yo, there's like four hunters in here. It's probably not a good idea to sit up over here. And I'm like, you know, part of me was like, oh, this is public land, dude. I can do what I want. The rest of me is like, you know what? I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. Yeah. And so I took the high road. We, we drove out. And, um, I, yeah, so then Freddie shot a buck fairly early on. I helped him get it out of the woods. Evan and I didn't really hunt that morning. Uh, we took care of Freddy's buck and uh, we came back uh, and uh, I picked a new spot that I, I had wanted to go to. I wanted to scout it, but at the time I was scouting, the water was deep and I just didn't want to make that 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 walk back there. And I said, you know what? I know this area is going to be good. And I was like, I've had a lot of buck activity near it, but not, not that far back. And uh, I put Evan you know probably 400 yards from me and i went a little further and yeah i I was only up in the tree stand for that opening that opening day i was up in the tree stand for maybe 45 minutes no it was longer than that it was probably an hour and a half um and so evan was seeing deer because he was texting you right yeah he was texting me and i was texting the group chat so you guys knew um but he had uh he had two bucks by him and a couple they were, of those. They were good bucks too, right? Uh, yeah, one of them was an eight point that I had on, had had on camera. Um, but I think the nice buck was the one that came the closest. He had a little like four point that came through. That uh, he wasn't able to. Sh- it was too small to shoot there for sure. Yeah, um, and he also had a doe there with the bigger buck. He came closer. I don't think it was quite in range, but he's 
you know, uh, I, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, from his recollection of it, uh, I don't think it was in range for him. And I, I was all excited because I wasn't far away. Um, and then, then you know, it kind of calmed down in his area. He hadn't seen anything for about 20 minutes. And if you're watching the video, you just you heard it just heard water uh, steps coming through the water right to me. Um, and I was so mad I didn't get it completely on camera. I was struggling I mean, with that, but that's a that's a struggle when you film yourself. Is, uh, tough, man. People don't understand like there's so much going on even when you're not filming, and then and then you add a bow to that equation. And it's like oh, you got to find the right time to draw, yeah. and you got to get the camera pointing in the right direction, and and there's like that that weird moment where you're like okay, point the camera, and now I still got to draw, and like I've had it where I'm like point the camera, draw. Oh crap! He's in the wrong spot now. Yeah. And then let down, move the camera, draw again. You know, like, and then I've had, I've had opportunities <laughs> at Bucks, you know, pass me by because I was yeah. messing around with that. And that was a, this was a good, a good buck to me, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't want to risk well, and he was like adjusting. He was like, right underneath yeah, me, was like five yards away. Had had he gone another ten yards, he would have caught my wind. Yeah. And that was my opportunity to shoot. He stopped. Um, and uh, I thought I, I thought I blew the shot because the arrow was sticking way I mean, out a, of it. At least it I thought weird, it was like the way it went in. It went in like it went you're in, basically shooting down. Yeah, it went in just just on, the, on my side of the spine and came out. Wasn't it on the other side of the? No, s- oh no, 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 no! It went in on your side of the spine, but then it like it, no, it came out the below the opposite shoulder or no below the. It, it, yeah, it came out in a weird spot. It was like further back in the rib cage, yeah. and he was almost dead broadside. So it like it must have hit one of those ribs and, and um, yeah. deflected a little bit. It, and I didn't get a full pass through because of that. Which I don't but know. That blood I, trail it, it, was crazy. I mean, <laughs> the blood trail was, like was awesome. So much blood. It was great. It was uh, amazing. He went as far as he did. Yeah, he went like four hundred yards. Um, yeah. uh, and I was lucky because he just he. he had he gone much further into that cypher swamp where I found him, I might have lost blood because it was all water. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I didn't have to look too far, and I found him. But yeah. um, that was awesome. It, yeah, it was a good hunt. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was a, great, a good kickoff to season. Great start yeah, to the season. Me and my cousin both got one. And then, I guess we can just kind of go chronological order. I was gonna jump in and talk about my my epic miss. Um, that came the, the following morning. But, oh, yeah, the but, same, same but, just, but just real quick, um, I was curious. You know, you went into, like, a new area. So what was it about, like, the exact spot that you picked that you were like, this is where I'm going to hang my tree stand? You know, like, why? So I'll try to walk it through as visually as possible. I, you, you guys, you should honestly, I spend a stupid amount of time on Google Maps or, or, or uh, any of our... Um, apps that we use whether hunt it's stand. hunt stand <laughs> or whatever um we're now hopefully hunt stand uh, okay um so uh yeah so i spent a lot of time on on the maps and this was one i, I surely picked off the map um surely because it it looked like there, there was this strip of vegetation that was completely different from everything else around it. And it, and it just looked like a travel corridor to me. Like, like just edge habitat? Uh, yeah. Uh, like, well, no, actually, everything else was fairly thick. 
and and this strip of, of vegetation looked like it was more sparse it looked huntable um it wasn't too thick where everything else around is pretty thick mm-hmm. and i set up on that um and i was kind of on like a main trail but that 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 strip of sparse vegetation cut cut it perpendicularly was there like fresh sign there uh yeah so when i got there there was a a pretty fresh scrape uh and rub on a, on a little pine tree um and it, i looked at it and i was like you know what i was like this is where i wanted to be there's sign here i was like i'm gonna sit up in that tree that's 10 yards away from this and sure enough that buck came and stopped right on that scrape mm-hmm. I, I i put a little dopey right on the scrape and drug a stick across of it and, and then threw the stick um, and yeah, that was he stopped right there, which was it, cool for me because that's the first time I ever I ever actually had a buck come in and stop on a scrape that I had done that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've read plenty about it. I've seen it in other videos. It just never worked out for me like that. Yeah, and and it did, which which was awesome. It, it kind of reinforces that you know sometimes you know you get into doing these these habits that you watch other hunters do, and you're like, man, this just isn't working for me. And then when it when it pays off, you're like, okay, so that does work. <laughs> yeah. And that was cool. Well, and especially that particular area, I found that working scrapes like that and putting, you know, putting scents in there actually really works well in that area. Yeah. It doesn't work everywhere, but in that particular area, I've found it works really well. And that might actually be a pretty good segue for me to jump into mine. Go ahead. But before I do, I, I wanted to, I just wanted to circle back to something you said earlier about the, like, hunting in thicker... Um, you know, oak hammocks and stuff and the way the wind swirls in there and and how I, I think all of us except for Mug, uh, Mug really likes to hunt the thicker stuff and he can talk about that in a second, but for the most part we like to hunt these like open areas and, and, and we love hunting in pines, you know, that's like, we can, love get, it. we can get super high up in those trees and, but one thing that I think is pretty different about Florida, hunting those pines, you can... Um, you don't have a lot of background, you know? And so, um, I think a lot of the other hunting media is always focused on like finding these like thick areas where you can like hide in a tree and the places we're hunting, like a lot of people comment on it all the time. They're like, you guys are just up there, like totally skyline and stuff. And that's exactly the reason that we came up with this camo, you know? We also, I mean, part of it is, is we we have to go higher in archery. I started out and I, I got busted by so many deer when I was younger in archery season because I was afraid to get too high. I was worried about my angle on my shot. Um, and now that I've, I've kind of got my bow uh, functioning at a little higher performance and, and, and I'm more dialed in. And well, that I was guess, before you cracked your limb. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, now that... I, I look at it different. I, w- I was really worried. I used to be worried about that a- shot angle and I think now that... I, I look at the deer different. I think of it as a, a 3D target. I know where there's places I can't hit, and, and I know where the vitals are. And I think that's important for everybody. You know, if you're if you're a bow hunter, what's that app that you? I use? was literally just about um, to say that. It's, I, called, it's, it's a good one. It's called Bow Hunt Simulator. I actually have a video about it, and I would advise anybody download this app. It's I think iPhone it's, only. I think it's like three dollars, um, but you can you can basically just set up your tree stand whatever height you want you can set up your bow you know the the way that your bow shoots different speeds different arrow weights everything and you can practice shots at different angles and you can figure out where exactly you need to put that arrow in order to hit heart lungs whatever 
So everybody oh. wants to talk about bow hunting like you need this either slight quarter away or dead broadside shot and you don't you just have to be you have to know where you can hit and where you can't and you got to be confident in yourself I, I recommend everybody spend if you're bow hunting put your time in practicing it'll be worth it you won't wound animals well, uh, and, and you as often you might wound animals as, but, as often but I think another thing that's really important to mention in that is that if you have lots of time to spend in a tree stand like if you're like let's say you have a piece of private land you've got you know your feeder and stuff and you've got deer coming in all the time and you're able to get out there frequently chances are if you don't get the perfect shot on a deer right away you're probably going to get another chance because you get to go out there a lot but a lot of hunters they get to spend a weekend maybe you know just like two days you, uh, you, you a day hunted, and a half even you hunted three three times this season you know so yeah. a lot of hunters like they I hunted might, a total of like six days, seven days. Like a lot of hunters might only get <clears throat> one chance to shoot a deer, and if that deer comes in and he's not perfectly broadside or quartered away, you know, you want to be able to take that shot, and there's definitely shots that you can take at different angles as long as you know the places that you can put that arrow. And so it's really important to, to practice, um, know what you're capable of, and, and use that app to figure out, you know, where you should put that arrow. I'd like to add to that. It's just like make sure you learn the proper anatomy of yeah. the vitals that's what we were talking like, about like some With people think like a lot of people think that the vitals are a little bit farther back than they actually are and then you know a lot of people like per accidentally but purposely shoot you know back of the lungs and liver a lot mm -hmm. trying to just double longer yeah. So it seems like you see people don't I shoot think, far enough forward. I think people get scared of the bone up front, and yeah, then, so they aim absolutely. a little further back. But, you know, the nice thing about that app, too, is, like, when you, uh, after you make a shot in it, you can inspect it, and it'll show you where the vitals are or show you where the whether bones you, are. Mm -hmm. Whether you hit yeah, shoulder right, yeah. or whether yeah. you hit whatnot. Um, Everything I've shot since that apps came out, I've, like, hit it here. What do I think I hit? And you pull it up, and it's like, okay, that's what it looked like it hit, and then come to find out deer ran 40 yards and toasted yeah. right there something what was like cool to me about that app is uh, it's kind of hard to envision that front shoulder on a white tail or really any of uh, elk whatever I mean, it's a tough is that, shot to make that, yeah but there's a pretty good like v right yeah. there that, that it doesn't look like it's there <laughs> when you look at a uh uh, a deer. It doesn't look like that bone. When you see, look at a you deer just the standing there. It looks down. like it just goes straight yeah. down. And and it's even even when you cut them open, you don't you don't see it like that. Yeah. You know that 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 leg muscle yeah. is just hanging hanging there. Um, and so I, for me, it was it made me way less afraid to, to, to aim for that hard shot if if I had it. Yeah. Um, to tuck it a little closer to that. Shoulder yeah, like the that second one. Can. The second one I shot this year. Just um, smoked it, right? Well, no. Oh. It, it, we'll get well, into we'll that. We'll get into that yeah. in a minute. Um, I'll tell you, man, the but, ones you punch right in that heart. It's oh, it's, it's so a great, fast. It's a great feeling. It's a, it's it's a great eyesight. feeling when you do it, right? It's eyesight every oh, yeah. time. Boop. But um, anyway, I, I, we got sidetracked there for a second. But the point <laughs> I was trying to make is, like, you know, we, we hunt in these pines with very little background. And, uh, you know, we that's why we made the camo that we have and well honestly when we made it we just made it for ourselves we just wanted uh, some camo that was functional for the way that we like to hunt and people just really liked it so without intending to we sort of just became like an apparel company when you and hunt so, open pines that don't have any 
backdrop, you're forced to get skyline, so you need something to break out. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it's shocking how well this like this camo works, and you just you know we were doing pictures the other day, and like you can't. It's so difficult to pick you out when you're wearing this camo. And, um, but anyway, if you guys are interested in checking out what we're talking about, you can you can buy this camo on our website. It's swampandstompllc.com. Specifically, you know, and I noticed it a lot in that the video of the, the, the buck I killed an opener this year. In that video, you know, it, <laughs> just of me facing the camera myself right in the tree, it just lined up so good with the other pines around me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it looks funny, like, if if your camera's above you, then you're like, this looks ridiculous, because there's, like, a bunch of white in this camo, and, like, everything's green and brown, but when you put that camera below you, and you get that skyline, it just, I mean, you get to really see how effective it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see how those photos came out. Yeah, well, we're all going to see them here pretty soon. They'll be on the website. Break up that outline. That's the most important part. So anyway, uh, enough plugging our uh, our camo. Um, I was going to talk about my yeah. Let's my, hear. Yeah, I, I figured we can kind of go like chronologically, like and, and well, so that means and, the next four will be you. <laughs> well, Dan, Danny's Goodbye, not, guys. I'm, no, yeah, Danny, Danny's not here, and and you can talk about like chances you had. You know, yeah. You didn't necessarily uh, kill uh, things. Uh, you can talk about you did shoot a buck this year. Uh, you just didn't find it, so we can, we can talk about that. 18 miles. He probably doesn't want to talk about that, but oh, we're gonna make him out there. We're gonna make him. We can make him. And Danny's not here, so you know, Danny shot a, a stud, and um, and his son shot his first buck too. So, so you know, yeah. if if it wasn't for uh, the fact that Danny's not here, you know, if Danny was here, there there'd be other people yeah. interrupting me. But um, yeah, I, I had a great season. So, but first, let's talk about my failure. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, I mean, you guys can watch this video. I talk about it in detail, like everything I did wrong, but um, I'll, I'll keep it relatively short. This was the same hunt where uh, where John killed his uh, his nice buck on the opener, and, and I hadn't seen anything at this spot um, the the entire day before, the morning and, and evening sit, and I was pretty shocked because I had cameras out there, and I had a lot of activity. There were several legal bucks that I was seeing on camera, and... I was kind of blown away and I didn't see anything and, and finally can, know, I inter- can I interject just yeah. for a second so something I will say about that and and, and this is a, don't, a tribute, don't, steal, don't a, steal my thunder a tribute to Mark and in an ode to on opening days the woods get hammered with people and that that can mess up your, your deer movement that you've got going on your, your regular thing and I think it just probably took a day for that to just kind of level out them to be like, oh, it's you stuff's happening, and it kind of I'm sure it messed up activity. So it's actually it's interesting you bring that up because I was actually I was actually listening to a different podcast recently, um, and they're talking to deer researchers, and they did a study to look at how deer respond to pressure, and basically it takes about three days of being pressured by hunters before they start to change the way that they move. So honestly, that first weekend, you're really not going to see a whole lot of change. So I'm not or necessarily saying that they that they they, they necessarily adjust to it. I, I think maybe they definitely have to recognize something's going on, but whether they're going to yeah. change or not is a different story. They might just get a little more weary. Yeah, yeah. And, that and that's what I was getting at. Plays out to like the landscape itself would probably dictate a lot of that change. Well, and, and that spot that I was sitting at was just like this wide open yeah, field. So there was, I mean, there was tons and tons of beautyberry. Like that's what they were all about. 
but I didn't see anything in the morning shit. I was kind of bummed out because I, I kind of put all my eggs in that basket. Can I clarify, blue beauty bear, the little, like, dark little, purple ones? Little, yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. The um, vine stuff? It's not really a vine. Uh, like a green plant. You, yeah, you'll, you'll find them in, like, uh, a lot of, like, prairies and stuff. They'll okay. Grow, yeah. Especially in South Florida, you see them a lot. I, know, I think I know today. what you're talking about. Did we? Oh, I yeah. didn't see it today. But, but yeah, so, um, so, anyway, I didn't see anything in the morning. And then in the evening, I was about to give up on the spot. And then right before dark, this little spike steps out from, like, 100-some <laughs> yards away. And he just kind of milled around. He was eating those beauty berries and... And then I was like, you know, I don't feel like taking down my set. I'm just going to stick it out. I was tired. In the morning, I, I went back in there, and I got up in that tree. And the second I could see, I spot this eight point out in the field. And then a doe. And then another doe. And another doe. And another. And I had, like, five does and, like, a couple spikes and this eight point. And they were all just milling around. And it was awesome. I watched him for like an hour before this buck finally gets close enough for me to get a shot. And, and I, I screwed it up. I, I ranged a little bush he was walking towards on this little trail. And I was like, all right, that's, I think it was 40 yards. I can't remember exactly. But, you know, 40 yards is where I feel comfortable. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to shoot him when he gets there. Because he was downwind of me the entire time. So I was just nervous. I was like, I need to get a shot off as soon as he comes into range. So I range this little bush. He starts walking towards it. He gets to that bush. I'm, I'm drawn up at this point, and I, you know, do the and he doesn't stop. I do it again, and he keeps walking. I'm like, whatever. I'm sending it. He's walking slow. So I send the arrow. But by the time I sent the arrow, he was at 36. Um, I was shooting pretty low poundage. My arrows don't move that fast, so that four-yard difference made enough of a difference that I and and he ducked the arrow as well and it went right over his back I think you and said you were a little more than 40 you were like 43 44 is no, what I, I think remember. it was like I think it was like right on the money and he, oh, it ended it? up being 36 yards when I shot and I went over his back and so that was pretty depressing and and after that happened we went into like a really weird period where we just could not get on the deer remember like especially in uh, in that place that shall not be named that we hunt quite a bit it's uh, open to, to to all uh they were just it was so dry this year all of our usual pinch points that really depend on water they just weren't producing so we started moving around a lot trying to find deer like we were just like we got to find fresh sign and say that i wasn't on deer oh that's that's a different story i'm, I'm talking about me and, we, we, and danny a little bit yeah yeah me and danny we were hunting a similar area that we usually hunt and we just like weren't on them. but we'll talk about you in a second because like that you you were definitely on them um but for me like me and danny we were just jumping around and literally every single day i went out for like an afternoon hunt after work and i just went fresh sign climb a tree hunt it every time i saw fresh tracks i would climb a tree and i you know i saw like a little spike i saw a couple does but nothing that i could shoot at and eventually like i was on this spot that had a ton of tracks and, and i ended up <clears throat> shooting a hog that you know read the script and came in at like 10 yards um but let, let's jump over to you for a second because because you did you were on the deer in there especially so like i was on the deer every single area 
that I hunted this year. Well, tell us tell us about it, that area. Like, what was kind of good chronological? That area, I scouted it for two and a half months before season opened. I had ten different spots with deer coming by, good bucks regularly, a lot of doe activity, and then a week before season, or two weeks before season, had a uh, camera over two different scrapes within 50 yards of each other that had multiple shooters on it every three days and go in there and sit and I had a doe come by every day I sat there for two weekends in a row so and four were, and a half five days and, worth of sitting and even during the time you were able to shoot does no that wasn't a, I couldn't shoot does there not yet but then no. then even when you were and able then, to shoot them you yeah, didn't shoot them a different area and I had more big bucks on camera regularly than I've had ever and then as soon as I started hunting I had, I had one opportunity I had a good buck let me uh, 10 let, yards from the let stand let me interject here Mug has a lesson to learn here yep. that he learned this year hopefully I know what I is know. that lesson Mug tell us that Look, lesson I've people, done it before I usually people, shoot to, to just get to the lesson I usually to, shoot the first thing that walks by or first but honestly legal, I've first also legal thing but, but you know. most of like and over my my history of hunting like Usually the first deer that I get in a, a crack at is has been a small buck, you know, a legal buck almost every year for four years straight. So it's like for me, don't walk by. I'm like, eh, I know a little buck's probably gonna walk by within the first couple, like first weekend or two of me hunting. It didn't happen, man. So I'm I don't gonna, know what the hell. I'm gonna <laughs> say this lesson for him. Yes, yeah, never, he, he's never, never just, pass up something. On the first day or the second day that you're going to shoot on the last day of season. (laughs) Take it. And for me... If you're public land hunting, we'll say. For me, I I put it differently than that. I I like to get the pressure off, the skunk off my back because... At least put some meat in the freezer. Exactly, because... And I don't don't buy grocery meat, so I, you know, I I only eat wild game. So I need to put something in the freezer. So the first legal thing that comes out, I'm shooting. And then, then I will worry about, you know being picky but that first legal thing that comes in it's getting shot and now i'm don't getting donated deer meat off my buddies here <laughs> I, I got i got some for you man i got you but that's what's um, about though you but guys, i mean you could have killed things like you i could have i could have put six seven does in the freezer this yeah. year <laughs> well no, with I mean, ohio you can't shoot that many but <laughs> no i mean you can shoot ten with, without uh, two state. sorry not ten without yeah state. State tags oh with yeah, yeah. other yeah, places sure, i passed sure. on does like an idiot <laughs> so I, I, I forgot actually the thing we were talking about was lessons. So yeah. uh, before we um, before we continue on that, I want to go back to mine because there, there was a lesson that that I learned from from that first hunt that stuck with me for the season and and I'm glad I stuck with it because it paid off really well. So and and I need to revert back to the previous year because I got into this mode where you know the, the whole saying like the first time you sit somewhere is the best time which is true um you know a lot of times like the deer don't know you're there they haven't really smelled you yet so they're they don't really know what's happening but uh i do think that like if you're gonna hunt it a couple days in a row um they probably still haven't smelled you so that first time can be two or three days in a row and so what i started doing this season is like you were saying earlier that you have gotten to a point where you really trust your ability to pick a spot. That's where I got to this season where I was like, look, I know the signs here. I know what I'm seeing. 
I've seen the camera pictures. I know there's deer here, and I've been, uh, in a way, lazier this season, where I find a spot that I know is good, and I'm just like, I'm gonna stay here because I know at some point something's gonna walk by. So I have a theory and, on that. Um, if I, especially for quota hunt, because they're, because they're not, they're do not typically too long. They're, you know, two, three, four days sometimes. Yeah. Um, two and a half days. If I'm confident in a spot, uh, the whole time. Plus. Two and a half days. Um, I don't, I, I don't like to leave. Uh, if I'm hunting it for a reason, like I have, uh, like I have, I've seen things, um, on camera. We'll say things worth hunting. Uh, sometimes it's not always even a ton of action. It's just I've decided that this is where my targets are. Uh, two and a half days. That that's what I think. Like a pinch point. Oh, yeah, right. regardless you know, you of that, just whatever enough. whatever I've decided that I'm gonna hunt two and a half days is is what I want to give it. I do not like to go more than two and a half days. Um, if I haven't seen anything in two and a half days, and it, and it's my third last day of the hunt, I will move for that afternoon. Even though, I, like, I, it's easy to go like, well, I don't want to go through the work of moving my tree stand. Sometimes, if I haven't seen anything in two and a half days, it's worked out for me. I move it. I, I sit somewhere for an afternoon, and it well, happens. But another thing about that not moving your tree stand, I don't like to do. I don't like to move my tree stand if I don't have to in the morning when it's dark. I prefer to do it in the afternoon. Yeah, when I have to my way in. So a lot of times, like that's kind of the reason that I stayed where I was that opening weekend because I was like, well, I don't feel like taking this down and then having to climb a tree in the dark in the morning where I can't really see where I'm setting up. So I stayed put and I ended up getting a chance at a deer. And then every every deer that I shot this season, I just was like. I know this is good. I'm staying put, you know, and and it worked out really well for me, and you know, like that was the case for the last buck that I shot, that was the case for the the big buck that I shot, um, and the doe that I shot like the same day as the big buck. I just I was like I'm just I'm just gonna stay or stay right here because I knew that it was a good spot, and I was confident in it, and that's something that I did wrong last year because last year I didn't kill a buck. Um, I bounced around too much looking for hot sign going the, the first sit's the best sit I need to keep moving until I find the spot where they're at and I, I screwed up by doing that and so sometimes that can work out for you but I, I think I think if you if, if you follow you know uh, your, your 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 thoughts on, on, on as far as alright I have sign here I have, I have some intel whether it's game cameras I've seen them uh, tracks and you go, all right. If I didn't see them this time, I know they're here. I know this is something I fre they frequent. Like, like put put a little time in there. Well, and and also like on that note, I didn't see them this time. Then in a, in a way that almost makes it a higher chance that you're going to see them next time because mm -hmm. you know that he's hanging out in that area. So if he didn't come through last night, then he's probably going to come through this morning. Or if he didn't come through last night and this morning, there's even a higher chance he's going to come by the next day. And there's the same chance of you know i saw him come through on my camera at three o'clock in the morning i got a good chance he's coming back the other way well and then you, you know, know he's in the area too. yeah so. um and so um uh, i think uh i think you can't give up on on things you you know are good you know are good mm -hmm. uh, even if it doesn't work out for you in the first 
two, three sits. I mean, and that, that comes down to confidence, having confidence in the places that you pick. And that's really hard for a new hunter. You, you should yeah. take note of this, Judd, because yeah. like- I'm listening, like, for sure. You gotta have confidence. And if you don't have that confidence, you're gonna give up on a spot a lot quicker. So you, I like to, you know, put the trail cameras, I don't like to have, trail cameras dictate what I do but it gives you a little bit of extra confidence another thing that I think uh, really helps you know for anybody that does this quota hunt or any really any type of public land hunting I think it's pretty super important I mean you can go out for one day a weekend here and there and you might be successful but if you do get a quota hunt or something and it's a three day or a four day Figure out how to take time off work. If you want to be successful, uh, I don't care how good your spot is. The more time you have in a row, at a specific the spot, if 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 you know, yeah, you you're gonna weigh up your your chances of success. If you sit there, if you take, you know, if it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday hunt, at least take that Friday off and 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 do that you you're gonna up your chances so much more but yeah um because also like like we were talking about not moving our setups at nighttime yeah and so i mean unless i take it out and and move it at lunchtime i'm not i'm not gonna do it and if you think about it if you have a quota hunt that's saturday sunday which a lot of them are you get in there saturday morning you're kind of blind like you you know a spot you want to go to you climb that tree in the dark you hunt it well if you're not moving by that afternoon then you You might as well sit you basically there's no point in even moving you know like you only have one chance to move your setup you only have one afternoon that you can move it you know i think our sign changes so quick down here though because so many deer come in and out of heat during like archery they, well, and the, they change so different. Like they're the just water so spread are out. Changing constantly. Yeah. Like, so uh, that week you scout one weekend prior to your, you know, quota hunt. That and then a big sign changes so yeah. fast. That, big rainstorm comes in. Water levels come up. Yeah, and, and then that scrape you were hunting over that rub line or that travel yeah. route just cut off from something. You yeah. know, it's like where's the fresh sun? I don't know. It's a week. Yeah. They change, it's stuff changing by a mile. I think yeah. that's probably a, one of the other like big things that like people that are new to Florida, it's, it's, you can't you can't be afraid of the water at all as far as uh, water on the just ground. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Swimming's one thing, uh, but but they will walk in water. They don't care. Uh, they'll swim. Uh, yeah. yeah. They'll walk in. They'll walk swimming. in deep water. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that's where they want to walk. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, for the most part, in my experience, they are going to pick path of least resistance if they can. Especially early season. Yes. Once they start getting pressured a little bit, like I was saying, after about yeah. three days of getting pressured, this, this is what too. the studies showed us. They'll start picking the paths that are a little mm-hmm. thicker and harder to get to. So late season, mm-hmm. it's good to get into that thicker I stuff. I look for the thicker in the water a lot of times, not for the deer moving right off the bat, but for the pressure people less people yeah. you're going to move into them less pressured areas and well people are a lot easier to predict than deer. exactly you, you know, know where the people are going to go i'm not the smartest but i can outsmart people yeah. <laughs> the people are going to go 100 yards away from their truck 
the easiest place they can get to. So if you can figure out a way to get to somewhere that most people won't go, right behind the check station, that's where the 10 point is. Every time. Every time. What's a gut pile? Uh, it's yeah. gonna be our running joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not. I mean, every it, place, man. You hear it all the time. But know, every like, time you go behind that damn check station, uh, something, something can happen. <laughs> it can happen. It definitely happens. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, I kind of, I kind of derailed. What you? What were we talking about before? Well, I so it? we need to uh, brought up the water and pressure type stuff. But well, you were talking about all your. Um, oh, we need to talk about some of your. Uh, we were talking Failed about nuts. no, no, no. That you had animals, uh, you had opportunity this year. Yeah. Uh, you didn't capitalize on it. I could have. I was every spot that I hunted. I had quality bucks on camera. And I like whatever people are gonna say well, what they want, but I, I like to kill bucks. It's funner. I find it more challenging. So we all do. I go after the harder. You know. I don't know. Well, just, and you had some heartbreak that that opening weekend too, because you had two oh, really nice I had, bucks. Yeah, and, and both, both of them, them got, got killed. And you heard and the shot on one of them. I, yeah, the guy didn't. Uh, I don't know how to put it. I, I tried to talk to him and got uh, ignored. And then uh, the next morning, hear the shot. After I tried to ask the guy, "Hey, where are you hunting?" And he was just, I don't know, maybe 150 yards from me, just up the travel corridor, I guess you'd say. Let's be real on that, though. When some guy at your parking area asks you where you're hunting... Oh, no, he wasn't even at nobody, the parking well, area. Well, I mean, nobody I t- really... I tell him straight we up. Were, we were just uh, walking uh, out on the same fire, fire break. I can't yeah. say I always tell people, I'll give you a direction. No, I'll but he... A, uh, I'll give you a distance and a direction. But the thing is, like, yeah. I always tell him kind of straight up because... This is, the, this is the way I look at it. I'm like, you don't know what this person knows. They don't know what you know. You might just be some total noob that's just hunting some random spots. So if you tell I them, mean, like, I'm hunting here. I was coming out on a canoe, and well, sure. they were coming out from just, like, you know, we just ran into each other on the fire trail. And I was like, hey, hey, man, where are you hunting? I can't hear you. Hey, hey are, where were you hunting? I can't hear you get a little louder I'm three four feet from this guy standing there hey, hey where are you hunting I, I, I can't hear you I'm like alright man screw it next day hey man can you help me drag this deer out man yeah you could have been like well, hey I'm hunting here I would have moved all my equipment but so, so to, to get back to that it's like well you don't, just some, you don't know yeah. if they know what they're doing. You don't know if they're on the deer no, or not. But I, like and John said, I would still be like, "Hey, I'm I'm hunting this area." I would You're I would rather anything? yeah, Here's like, what I'm seeing. like tell them like you know within like a hundred yards of where yeah, you are because I mean, because the way I look at it is like it depends. I read that situation, but yeah, yeah. you, you kind of have to read it. If they seem like total noobs, it probably doesn't matter what you tell them. Um, but until you come out with a stud, yeah, well, yeah, and then the guy came out with the, the buck that I had on camera for three weeks. But the way I look at it, is <laughs> I was like, like oh, I would, oh, oh, whatever. I all would, right. I would rather like tell them straight up, and then if they want to go hunt right next to me, and and it ruins my hunt, at least I can be like, well, I was honest. Yeah. I told him where I was, and he decided to screw up my hunt. Well, you know, because you don't yeah. know how people are going to react. You don't know what they're going to do. If if he had told me, hey, I'm hunting here, then. You know, would you I've still have gone to the same spot? I, no, I would. I would. I had my. I had my ability to move. I had different spots, but I didn't know he was going to be there the next day. Beat him into the area, and I'm not on the travel corridor like that people would walk. Yeah. But he's going up a little farther and cutting in, 
and I'm in there before everybody, like typically, because I just like getting in stupid early for some odd reason, not sleeping. And uh, in nobody's there, parked. I'm like, okay, cool, got the spot to myself. Hour and a half after daybreak, black splash, splash, splash. I'm like, no. <laughs> All right, I give up. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I, I remember tried. you sending me that text message. I was like, like oh, dude, I just heard a, a bow go off and a deer running, and then half hour later, I'm coming out, send you guys a picture of the buck that I've had on camera. I'm like, no, all right, it well, was, congratulations, you killed the deer. It's a good, heck yeah, it's an yeah. old deer. That was a, that was but definitely a stud. I just would have liked to have known you were gonna hunt there. You know, he's like, yeah. ah, come on, man. Yeah. But you know it. At the end of the day, it's public land. People mm-hmm. can do whatever they want. If they Absolutely. want, if they want to share, they share. If they don't want to share, they don't have to. But me, and there is me personally, I like to just be honest. There's uh-huh. definitely a way to to talk about it with somebody if you feel out the situation. You could have, you could yeah, always I mean, go yeah. listen. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I want to hunt here. Is it gonna fuck? Is it gonna screw you up? And nice save. And <laughs> if. Does good. I mean, honestly, we're doing really good. Like the fact that you haven't sworn up until this point is like incredible. Uh, if it's gonna screw you up, is there a way for us to hunt this together where one of us is gonna get this? And to be honest, I'm I'm okay if you guys if you can hunt effectively, especially if somebody's being cordial about it. Um, we could use I'm, each other to advantage. I mean, yeah, shit, if you're yeah. hunting just legal deer and I'm hunting a big deer, or vice versa. If you just want to. All right. Local rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> Local rednecks have a good time out here. That was my cousin Billy Bob. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's like, like I was saying, uh, you know, you can use, you know, somebody who else is pressuring the area to advantage. Like, oh, well, this spot, I'm just seeing a lot of deer. If you're just trying to kill something, whatever, and the other person wants to kill something nicer or, you know, just, just an idea, but, like. Well, that actually reminds me of, of something. So this is actually more. I guess Danny's story. Well, no, I guess this is kind of my story too. The buck that I was, that I had patterned out, and then somebody killed it right in front of me. Remember that one? Ryan Nitz. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, congr- you're calling him out on the oh, I'm podcast. Him out. No, I mean, you know, congrats to him and his buddy. Uh, you know, this ten point. I, Hard I, work pays off. I man. went. I went out there, <laughs> and I, and frankly, I was pretty new to the area. And, I went out looking for deer and I spot this stud and it's walking this trail like it was at home and so I was like I'm gonna hunt right here because it was two days from the hunt so I go out there the day before the hunt at the spot I'd picked out was like this ridiculous tree there was like no way for me to get in there quietly in the dark so I was like I'm gonna go out there the afternoon before I'm gonna hang up my setup so I can get in there real quiet and climb this tree I get up there and I start seeing deer moving and I see a doe I, I have a feeling this buck is with this doe. They're kind of working in my direction. And here comes these two guys just ripping down, you know, the trail on their e-bikes. And I'm like, what the heck? These guys are leaving already? It's only like 9 o'clock. And then I see them like three, 400 yards away from me. They stop. They're looking at something. I'm like, what the heck are these guys doing? And all of a sudden, I see them pull up their muzzleloader. I'm like, what the heck? Boom! And I'm like, oh no, come on! And and then Ryan comes riding back past me, and I'm like, you know, put up my hands. I'm like, well, and he's like, we got a ten point down. And I was like, no, <laughs> that was him. So we ended up meeting up with him to like check and make sure was this the ten point that I was that I was after. And yes, it it was. 
and uh, but he was really cool about it. He said, "Look, you know, you know, what? he he scouts really hard. He, oh, yeah. oh, I know. He he that particular he, he knows woods, man. He, he knows well too. Yeah. He hunts hard. And but but the thing that was really nice, and this is this is what I wanted to say. You know, if if Ryan ends up listening to his podcast, kudos to you for being cool and honest with us because he told us, you know, like, hey, I I saw this other buck, real nice buck in this spot." You know, maybe you want to check this out because he went into this bedding area and he—I don't think he came out. We ended up setting up over that, and I mean, I, I think we were there for 20 minutes, and Danny shot his buck, and and then they went back a week later, and Fox shot another really nice buck in there. So, you know, and that's just like an example of us just being respectful cordial. to each other, cordial. Like he was yeah. honest with us, and we were able to capitalize on help that. Your, help your fellow hunter that you know puts the effort in. Exactly. Especially when you've you've tagged out, and you, you also are, are tagged there, and, and you kind of go, you know what, I, I may, may not get to hunt here again. There's no reason yeah. to, yeah, you know, hold somebody else down, or. Yeah, you know, so it's not uh, saying you should give all your shots away, but like I used no. to, I used to be a lot more like uh, secretive. Yeah, like I used to, you know. But then I got to a point where I was like, you know, I, I find deer pretty well. If you put your effort in, I'll, I don't, I'll I don't mind being tips. honest. Yeah, I, I don't mind being honest with people and. Um, <laughs> And if somebody capitalized that, it almost makes you feel better. Yeah, it, yeah it, absolutely. It, it, you almost feel like you were part of it, whereas like, it, if you don't, it's almost like you know, oh, they they just shot a nice deer. But in a way, you're like, oh, I told them to go sit I there. I was part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a way. Scouting is absolutely part of the hunt. So if you give somebody, yeah. you know, fellow, you know, friend or fellow hunter, like intel, it's the most and then important they part of the hunt. It's like, I mean, I love scouting. That teamwork right there, man, that was a team hunt. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Every once in a while. Everybody wants to see. Um, uh, so I don't I don't want to cut us short, but we're we're rolling up um on about an hour now. Yeah. <laughs> We've been chit chatting. I'll for keep a while. talking. What are you no, talking about? I mean man? I know we can keep talking, but honestly Split. I I think we should turn this into two episodes. Screw it. We can. I took some part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I wanted to I, I think we should. I think we should keep rolling. Yeah, I, we, I we think we should get through this. I'm good. All right, so good. Mark, here, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. We'll, we'll end this podcast. I'm gonna do a little outro here, and then I'm gonna stop recording so that I know where this one stopped, and then we'll start recording again. So, okay. for those of you that are listening, uh, tune in to the next episode, which will probably come out next week. Um, we're gonna keep going on this, um, but uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, and we're uh, we're gonna do our best to to keep this rolling and, and keep more uh, podcasts coming out um, over the next year. Um, so I suppose I should like plug our sponsors or something. Um, if you guys are looking at getting some uh, some hunting saddles, you're interested in that. Uh, Wood Hunting Saddles is a local Florida company. They make incredible saddles, um, and and Robert and Alicia are just the nicest people there are. And they they you know they they're really looking out for uh, for the Florida hunting community. Um, what, what am I looking at here? I don't, I don't know what you're showing me. I, I, don't, I don't know what John's trying to show me on his phone right now. Anyway, um, so go check out their uh, their saddles. And if you guys want to buy any of their stuff, you can use our code SNS10 to get 10% off on any of their stuff. You can also buy their saddles on our website, which, again, is swampandstompllc.com. Um, so with that, uh, thank you guys for listening, and hopefully you'll tune back in next week for the rest of these stories about our epic deer season.
and I think this this cool thing makes it has the ability to like play some really cool music. So so check this out. <laughs> Someone say a joke, real uh, quick. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't fucking know. <laughs> we went all this time without swearing you had beer right at the end. Goodbye. Anyway, check out, check this out. If you, if you say a joke, I can do this. Hey! Hey! <laughs> yeah. Alright. Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and we're gonna... We're gonna stop recording and and we're gonna start recording again. So uh, tune back in next week. Later. Later. <laughs>